Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bad Physics Podcast. I am your co-host, Donald Harris, along with... Rachel Meyer. And uh, this is our first podcast, and so uh, I'm sure that a lot of things are going to change from here and in the future, maybe, hopefully, in the years to come, we can look back on this one and say, wow, (laughs) we were terrible. (laughs) That's every great podcaster's goal. Look back at your old stuff and go, God, that was awful. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, what we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to obviously be talking about games. Uh, We're going to be interviewing developers and we're going to be talking about our personal experiences in games. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, I am a 37-year-old male who has uh, been in and out of the games industry, doing a lot of QA work on different titles. Uh, One of the biggest and most well-known things that I've worked on was Titanfall. Um, It was was a grueling six months of work, but uh, still kind of fun. Uh, I've worked on MMOs, I've done marketing, I've done a whole bunch of other things in the games industry. Um, Just really, really fun stuff. So those are the perspectives that I'm going to bring to the table. I am also a father of two. So uh, you'll hear me talk about gaming experiences with my kids and and how my son likes to steal all the good loot in Borderlands. (laughs) So, so yeah. And then Rachel, if you want to say a bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, I am a 25 year old female. Um, I got into gaming via my brothers and my dad. That's kind of, uh, the family bonding we would do. I've, I've talked about this with, with a lot of uh, people close to me that like my holidays consist of my brothers and I pick one game to play and it's usually single player so that we have to all sit there and watch each other play and wait for a turn to jump on. Um, so my patience is just through the roof. I'm, I'm great at watching other people play games. But uh, I, I worked for the man for about two years. I worked at GameStop, and I, I realized through the, you know, the uh, toil of retail work that I did really, really love gaming. I just didn't love forcing people to buy pro cards. Uh, <laughs> so, so I got out of doing that and now I am a, a gaming enthusiast in my free time versus my main uh, paycheck job. You can, you can never get rid of it. You can, you can never totally leave gaming. Like, yeah, no, never, never. You, you pick up your phone for five seconds and you're like, oh, I'm back. Like this app is great. Now I want to find more apps like this. Oh, they have a browser game. Let me download that. And here I am downloading League again today for real, guys. Nice. <laughs> so now speaking of that, so one of our first segments, um, so just what games have you been playing lately? And I'll, I'll let you start it off, Rachel. Right on. Um, so, so like I said, usually my, my way to get back into gaming, if I've been out of it for a bit, um, I've been back on the grind on Witcher 3. Um, because I heard, I listened to Nerdist podcast with Felicia Day, and she was talking about how great it was, um, and the amount of ladies that are in it, and that was hilarious to me. So I was like, man, I need to go back and, and re revisit this. So, now wait a minute, now I, I got to ask you now, ladies in it, it in that game, the ladies aren't necessarily the heroes; they're more no, or less the, la- the ladies are are equivalent to the ladies in God of War, where you're like, no way, no way. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm a Sony player, and I'm on PlayStation, so I didn't get to do Witcher or Witcher Two, um, and, and you know, so this is my first Witcher experience, 
And I'm like, yeah, great. This is hilarious. Let's go. Let's go see how wacky the amount of ladies that are in this game is. And it's wacky. It's up there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So I've been I've been back on Witcher, and I have also been doing a little little uh, phone phone gaming because it's it's great to take your 15 at work and get some gaming in. Um, and on that on that front, I've been looking at Sky a lot, which is basically the impossible game, but less rage quitty. Um, is awesome. It's beautiful visuals, really soothing, interesting soundtrack. Um, and obviously, if this were uh, a, a really real podcast, I would have I would have looked up the pronunciation for Agario. I assume that's how you say it, but uh, Blob Game. Mm-hmm. Blob game, that one. You guys know what I'm talking. About. Um, yeah, I've been we'll, playing Agario. We'll spell it out just in case. It's A G A R dot I O. Yeah, I've been uh, perfecting my blob blob running skills on Agario, and they're not even close to perfect yet. I've gotten eaten by Doge many a time, um, but that that game, just the simplicity of it, and but the the simplicity of it, but the learning curve and the skill level that you need to be good at that game is impressive for how basic the controls are. So uh, we'll, we'll get back to you on whether I make it past, uh, make it up to 300 and I'm actually in the big leagues on awesome. Agario. <laughs> the, two, the two games that I've been uh, spending the most time with as of recently is uh, Star Command Galaxies. And um, if you guys aren't familiar with Star Command, uh, well, the Star Command universe, they, they created an iOS game a couple years back. <clears throat> it did really well on Kickstarter, uh, it, and it did really well once it launched. Uh, I will say that I think that a lot of the things that they promised in the Kickstarter, they weren't able to deliver in the final product for the iPhone. So they have stepped up the game immensely with Star Command Galaxies, and um, they're going to offer a, a ton more features. And so just recently... The game has been green lit, green lighted, green litted, green litted, green, green lit um, <laughs> on Steam. It's called again Star Command Galaxies, and um, so I grabbed the grabbed a copy there for twenty bucks. And you know, it's obviously an alpha, right? There's plenty more that they need to work on. However, I am having a really really fun time, just like trolling around the little areas that you can go into. The other game uh, that I've been playing a lot lately is, uh, I think this is my third run through. I'm getting pretty tired of it, actually. But my, <laughs> now you're an ultimate vault hunter. Yeah, my <laughs> my uh, eight year old is in love with everything Borderlands, and um, which is, should be. It's a great game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. But uh, I'm getting really bored of it. But he really, really loves it. So, <laughs> Borderlands never. You mean constantly loot farming? You're getting bored of that? Oh, oh what? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm at my limit. But uh, no, we're we're running through that yet again. So um, that's 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 pretty much where it is. And you know, you would think at this point in time, my son would learn not to tick me off by taking all of the good loot, but that hasn't changed at all. So what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I've been up to. And then, you know, I would, uh, I would say, uh, we could also talk about some of the gaming news that is, that has recently been coming up. Uh, definitely want to cover that and, and, and talk about those different items. Uh, one of the biggest pieces of gaming news that I'm excited about 
is the upcoming Battlefront beta. So, you know, that's, that's, I probably should have, should have listed, um, Battle, Battlefield as a game that I play all the time, but like, I literally play that all the time. If you ever see me <laughs> on Xbox, it's like, I don't even think about it. It's like, oh, I eat, I sleep, I play Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so that's like always a thing for me, but, um, they just released a date. It's October 8th. Ooh, um yeah that's so that's yeah that's when the open beta comes now it's funny i love dice i love ea uh somewhat uh <laughs> yeah you know I, they're a thing they 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 are there to make money that is their thing um the thing though is that i i often wonder how much feedback they take from these open betas of the battlefield games and incorporate it into the launch title because every time it is it is a sad launch day for these battlefield games like the last two or three have been dismal i didn't even pick up um hardline like i was just like i don't want to play cops and robbers i i really don't it didn't appeal to me at all yeah uh it was it had that same battlefield formula but i was just like no so <laughs> so I'm hoping that this this open beta um comes up and and you know I hope that they listen to the to the users on this. Uh the other the other piece of news um that that struck my eye was um there was a PlayStation TV hack. And a lot of people don't follow uh the playstation tv i don't think it's a very popular module in the yeah. u.s yeah. as it is in in overseas but um for, for for you for that for those of you who don't know it is a a device where you can basically download a bunch of vita games and a bunch of playstation game playstation one and two i believe um games you download it to this little module and it connects to your TV and you can play the games there. Um, so it's it's really cool and expanding where you can play your old school games and your, your PlayStation Vita games. But anyway, someone hacked it and expanded its library because right now it doesn't have the biggest library. It doesn't support all the games. Mm -hmm. um, and I was wondering, I haven't, I haven't read fully into this, but I wonder if, the, if it's a situation as to owners of games aren't wanting it on the PlayStation TV unless an increase in royalties are paid or something like that. Like, why would why would they just not open up the PlayStation TV to the entire platform of games or library of games? I can't understand why, but... Yep. But, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. If I were Sony, I would be like, hey, give me that source code. Let me put it in there. We'll, we'll open up the <laughs> library. But I'm sure it's never never that simple. Natural. So, so yeah. And then speaking of uh, speaking of um, uh, Star Command earlier, um, I have an interview with with Star Command, and um, we can cut to that right now.
All right, so finally got the chance to sit down with Jordan Coombs of War Balloon. Um, yeah, I say sit down. We're in two different parts of the country here, but nevertheless, everything is virtual. We're all by each other. Um, Jordan, you know, I, I wanted to, to get you on the horn and talk to you about um, your efforts in, in creating the Star Command games uh, and your experiences using Kickstarter and crowdfunding. And then uh, just have a chat in general. So, you know, I want to thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> awesome. So before I get too much into it, um, you want to give us a little bit of background of who Jordan is? Sure. Um, I'm six foot one. Uh, I really enjoy uh, <laughs> Harry Potter books. No, I, uh, I, a, I am... In a previous life, I was in advertising, and uh, my brother and I, oh, six or seven years ago, started working on Star Command. Well, we, while we were in the advertising business, we kind of came up with the idea after playing a lot of mobile games and saying, I think we could actually um, get our way into this industry. Uh, you know, I, before that, it felt like a lot of AAAs were in the way, and so that was the only way to get into the industry. And after we played like Game Dev Story and a couple other titles, like I think we could actually do this. And so we uh, kind of started a company with a, another guy by the name of Steve, and we developed Star Command over a couple years with some Kickstarter help. And then um, as we kind of developed. Our by far our number one request was uh, um, PC, a, a desktop version of the game. We kept getting that request over and over and over, um, and so we we're like, okay, let's 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 at least think about doing this. And uh, we talked to the Kickstarter folks, and they said, you know, you guys should really run a second Kickstarter. And we we're like, I don't know how comfortable we are with that. And they really. Yeah, they really, really encouraged us. We were over at at PAX in 2012 or something, 2011. It was no, it was 12 because that's when our Kickstarter. We were we had absolutely no intentions of doing it, and they said, "You guys, you know, uh, Double Fine just did this, and you know, I think you guys would do really well." And we we're like, "I don't know. We're really, I think we we've kind of floated that boat." And they said, "No, I think you'll do great." And we. We kind of took their advice, and it did do very, very well. And so we, you know, so, kind of started the next game. And there's there's quite a bit of story to it, but that's kind of the short of my MO. Star Command was the very first game that uh, I personally have ever made. Um, clearly, always wanted to make one, but uh, my wow. background was in design and art and things like that. So, so yeah. So let me let me t let me take a step back here. So, uh, you know, it's it's. 2012, when you guys uh, started working on the the PC version, the uh, the Star Command PC game, right? Yes. And then, so now this is obviously after this the successful mobile game, which was called Star Command. the 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 next, the newer iteration is now called Star Command Galaxy. So we'll we'll get those two separated. But <clears throat> so now. How long did it take you to do from from Kickstarter to complete complete delivery of the mobile game? Like, what was the time frame there? So, I'll give you kind of a little bit of a quick version that ends up being a somewhat. I'll tell you the quick version of our story, which was basically like we <laughs> we put the game out on 
Reddit as a concept art and it just blew up and it was like it was on and this was really early in Kickstarter life and just still kind of the early days of indie games like I think this is before don't don't starve and uh, definitely way before Kerbal and things like that and so our game took off and we're getting interview requests from IGN and stuff and we're like whoa what is going on and so um you know, you're a little panic stricken. So you're just like, yeah, we're just working on this game. And it was just kind of, just kind of this idea that we had kind of played around with. And like, so is this coming out? We're like, yeah, that's the plan. You know, we're just going to kind of be working on it. And we didn't not prepared for any of this. And so you kind of fast forward a little bit and, uh, you know, we, we get on to Kickstarter and it does really well for the first time. And we, we crank through the second game or the first game. And as we're going, a lot of people are requesting it. So we work on, we go, okay, let's start converting this over to the PC ver- version. And as we kind of started converting, we're like, none of this is going to transfer. But wait, now, <laughs> this game was, des- but wait, it was so- designed from the ground up to be a eight to 10 minute, like, you know, something that you can do literally on the toilet. Like, you know, you can pick it up, do it real quick, put it down and you move on. And and as we kind of started bringing it over to PC, we're like, none of this is transferring over, like none of it. And so we were like, okay, so let's let's okay. So we always intended to bring it over to PC. It was always we're, we're PC guys at heart. Our you know XCOM, Civilization, um, those types of titles are are kind of our bread and butter. And so we were like, all right, this and that was how Star Command was. It was kind of a weird process because it was originally a PC game. But we knew, like, we'll never make it. We'll never make this game. And then we made it for mobile because there was an opportunity there. And then, so, you know, with our success, we kind of brought – we're like, okay, we can finally make a PC game. This is great. So the original one, the original one, Star Command, was originally intended for a PC? Like, yeah, it was guys- always, always. That's the irony of the whole thing. And I think that's why it found its audience really pretty quickly because it was like, it looked like a PC game, but it was for mobile. Like, it was like, and that was how it was. And we were like, we played Game, game Dev Story and we we're like, oh, yeah, this could actually work. Like, these these kind of complex ideas on them. Because up until then, it was just Angry Birds. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, these kind of flashy type, flash, like literally flash games. Uh, converted over to mobile and so we picked it up and we were like okay well, I think of this that actually might work so it was always just in the back of our head like you know XCOM um, only with you know a starship you know like the opposite of XCOM where you're going to planets and planets and planets and with this it was like you're going to ships and ships and ships and so it was always a PC game until we played game dev and we're like I think we could actually make this and so that's kind of the order of events. It was, it was, it's kind of a weird sequence. And what was the, what was the time frame from Kickstarter to delivery of the mobile game? Yeah. So, so I think God, it, <laughs> it's a weird timeline, but I feel like it was like two and a half years, three years from the Kickstarter. It was, Oh man, I'd have to actually literally look at a calendar cause it all kind of blends, but I think it was like a year and a half, maybe two. If it was a lot longer than we anticipated, I think we originally were like six months tops that this takes mm-hmm. and it ended up taking us a heck of a lot longer than that. So yeah, uh, I, I want to say two years. It, it was definitely two years. Okay. <laughs> it definitely felt like two years. And then similarly galaxies, was kind of always being worked on, but it was like never really fully being worked on. I was always like, okay, we've got, let's start porting this over. And then as you started porting things like that's not working at all. And then you, you kind of go, all right, let's, and then we kind of eventually like, all right, 
let's if we're going to do this, let's just do it completely right and build it from the ground up for the platform. And, you know, let's invest a bunch of the money from mobile into it. And then we got some investors and and it all kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And we were like, okay, let's let's make and we retitled it because like this is getting confusing now because it's not really just a port. It's it's like a much bigger game with the same spirit, like basically the game we always wanted to make. One of my favorite stories is, uh, you know, I understand why Lucas, I can't stand the new versions of the films of Star Wars, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I always understand as a creator why he sits there and he goes, I I never had the budget on the original to make what I wanted to make. I was just always under this time crunch and I never had the resources. And and that was exactly what happened. Like with mobile, it was always like, let's put planets in and we'd start to put it in like, oh, God, this is just going to blow things up. We'd kill it, and we'd be like, "Oh, let's make it so you can go on the other ships." And we're like, "Ah, oh, no, that's just gonna blow things up." And it, it all ended up getting really shrunk down. And so, with Galaxies, it was like, "Let's just make like the game we wanted to make, kind of originally, and make this huge, huge, expansive universe where you're just like, you know, Kirk, kind of flying around uh, in the wild, wild west of the of the galaxy." So now, <clears throat> so with, now with with that, we're we're sitting at. 2015, I think around 2012 is when you started the Kickstarter for Galaxies, right? Yep, yep. So now we're three years into it. <clears throat> this is your this is your second second run through at a you know two plus year development cycle. Sure. What um what tactics are you using to keep your community involved and in, and in, in, in not only involved, right? but convinced that you are going to finish right because there are there is one shining example that we can talk about that uh you know is having troubles finishing or utilizing the full 90 million dollars oh sure you know <laughs> you, you say 90 million dollars and yeah. everyone knows exactly who you're talking about yeah yeah exactly but yeah. Uh, so uh, good old star citizen yes yeah what is what are some of the tactics that you're using to keep your people, to keep your community and like trust up, uh, number one, and keep them engaged. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a, it's always a tricky, tricky venture. Uh, sustained, you know, just like Assassin's Creed or Tomb Raider or you know even Doom. Just these games are like been around, and I'm not comparing us to those, but there is an analogy to like, okay, it takes a long, you know, there's a lot of effort to keep someone like engaged with a single idea. Um, and I think one of the big things is is like a reason we always saw this request for PC, and I, and the reason we always were interested in it was like the game was just never quite done. It was never quite right. And I speak of mobile, mm-hmm. and so I think inherently, people were always just like, "I'd love to see more," and that's what mm-hmm. we wanted. We always wanted. We're like, "Oh my God, I just want, I want it so that like we have a like like galaxies at its very very heart." And this is Star Command at its very, very heart. Is we is the Spock death scene, right? So, <laughs> yeah, the Spock death scene only works because you have literally like ten years of history with this crew. Like, you know, you've got the the original television show, and uh, you know, you've got a, a film before it, and it, not only that, but like pop culture and things like that. And when you kill off Spock, it works. It, like, it's like genuinely devastating. You believe it. We were like, we want like we want that. 
We want we want to capture that. Like I've I've built my ship. I built my crew. I've done all these adventures, and when I lose Vasquez to you know this alien blob, it's it's troubling, and that's like what we always always wanted. We didn't want it right. We always wanted to say you have your Star Trek adventure without the baggage of the license and all that stuff. And so, I think to answer the question, how do you keep um, the uh, the, the excitement up for the title i think we've never really done that correctly and i think until someone does do that correctly there will always be someone out there going i'd love to just have my own adventures in space my own five-year you know mission Mm -hmm. to explore new worlds I, i think that's always been there and so that we 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 inherit that we were we inherit you know gene roddenberry's you know his uh his legacy so, so it's that that helps quite a bit so essentially what you're saying is the the you're you you are just naturally attracted or attractive to the trekkies out there you i think in many ways but also like you know it has like you know aliens um and battlestar galactica and just kind of like and then <clears throat> original XCOM fans who just want you know i think there's it's not just the trekkies it's just that we put it in the world of Star Trek, only except, you know, not taking it itself very seriously at all and, and kind of building our own kind of universe. It's, you know, it's it's very parody, you know, esque and things like that. But I think that's a big part of it. I think we we genuinely love our fans and we, you know, we 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 empathize, you know, I think uh, you know, a Trekkie understands a Trekkie and we understand our fans. Like it's like, yeah, we you know, someone at a convention once asked me um, at a at a uh, at PAX. He asked me. He goes, "The Antorians, the Antorians are a an a, a, a ant like culture. Do they have a, a queen? And if they do, it's like, man, we just drew some characters. I don't. I really don't know. I, and I I, 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 at one at one part of me can be like, what are you talking about? And the other part of me definitely understands. I definitely understand like enthusiasm for it. Like, you know, I could tell you, you know, a lot of stupid amounts about Klingon culture. And it's like, there is, yep. that's literally nothing. That's, there is no such thing as a Klingon culture because there's no such thing as Klingons. And so it's kind of this ironic thing. So we, I think a big reason that we've had a lot of passion from our fans and Kickstarters and all this stuff and, you know, patience is because I think we understand each other. It's, it's, there's a, a common ground of like, look, we're not, you know, like, Hey, we would like to really cash in on, you know, like I just saw Far Cry Primal and it's like, Hey, I guess, uh, you know, survival and prehistoric is the, is the new thing. So let's, let's make a prehistory game. And <laughs> I, I think, I think we're just basically like, like, you know, this, when we like a title, we really like the fans and we yeah. really believe in it. So, so now you you've touched on something in that answer that I want to I want to kind of go back to. You mentioned Star Trek a lot and licensing a lot. Now, obviously, sure. this is the question that I, I honestly my wife came up with this question. Um, Star Command is the governing body of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Have you guys ever like had any incidents with we, Disney? Or? Here's here's what's crazy, and I don't feel like tempting. I'm gonna say it, and I think uh, I don't. I hope that Disney doesn't hear this, but we actually own 
the uh, I don't know if if Disney ever registered Star Command because we we have a registry on the Star Command license right now for the patent office. So nice. we registered it. Yeah, and we were like, no way does this happen. And we were like, we looked it up, like, there's no registry for Star Command, and we put it through, and it and it came through fine. So we technically. So I I don't think that Disney I think they did everything but that part. So wow. we've never had a single problem. We've heard from CBS. <laughs> we've heard from CBS, but we have never heard from Disney. Never. Wow, somebody's getting fired at CBS. Yeah, or, I mean right. at Disney. Somebody's yeah, getting yeah. fired there. From Disney, yeah, yeah, someone yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. I'm so, kicking coffins. That yeah, idea. Man, that is that is crazy. So now, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about the uh, some of the main drivers of, of moving the game over to PC and things like that, as it was it was originally intended for a PC um, <clears throat> with. So, you know, you and I are having this this open conversation about your development and things like that. And obviously, being in the crowdfunding scene, you have to be very transparent. So you have to. You know, you have to talk about setbacks. You have to talk about hangups in development. And, you know, what are some of your, you know, what, how, how can I say this? You know, I, how do you feel personally about being that transparent, right? Because obviously you're in the middle of that spotlight. How does, yeah, how does that I, work? How does that either help or, or hinder development? Yeah, and I, it's a uh, I I envy, um, companies like like we look at Vlambeer, and he mm-hmm. had they have basically like, uh, extremely open development on Nuclear Throne, right? Yeah. And, uh, and and so it's like it's like weekly updates and and things like that. The and Twitch broadcasting of him developing and those yeah, developing yeah. That. We even did. We even have done a couple of those things where we're like, we're literally like typing and, and, and doing pixel art and stuff like that. And I think, I think what we were doing was copying somebody else and not really doing it our way. It, it, it never felt right. So we do those things and it'd be like, and it's not like we have like this veil of secrecy. It's just like, um, our process just isn't like that. Um, and I think <clears> some of that is like, I think they're industry vets, and so they're really good at being like, today I'm going to do this, and this is how it's going to go down. And <laughs> and one of the problems with watching us is like, today I'm going to make a, a, a Trilax vendor, and I boot up the game, and it doesn't work. And it's like, <laughs> hang on one sec, I got to go downstairs and talk to one of the developers. Hang on. And so I, I think that um, I, we're not ready, honestly. I just don't think that we could even do it because it wouldn't be very interesting. And I don't think like like – I think it'd be frustrating because you'd sit there and you'd hear like, I know people want to want to hear like the trials and tribulations, but most of the time it's really, really dull stuff. Like what I just described, like you're sitting there and it's like, I'm going to get smoke, um, filling up the, the rooms in star command today. That's one of my goals. And I start out the morning and then I start talking to like, oh, wait, I forgot we have to do this uh, celebration animation because I did four of the eight frames. Oh, and then I forgot we're going to need to do and, and And it's really broken up and it's just not very. 
It's like, you know, it's, 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 not, it's very not very good, interesting. It's not very yeah. good TV. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's horrible TV and, and it's horrible blog stuff. And again, I look at like, I, I do respect what, you know, Star Citizen has kind of at least tried to do is keep development really open. Um, uh, but we are, I, we're, we're just, I think it's, I think eventually we really will be that type of company. And I think with Star Command Galaxies, with our, our early access release it's put things on fast forward because we always really did want to be that like but we just weren't very good at it we just were like you'd look at vlambeer but god how do they they just do it the right way it's like you know they 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 start the day and they and and it's very message oriented and they do what they're gonna say and it's like we try it and it's like ah god our day just seems to get in the way development seems to get in the way of our development plans (laughs) and so now if i remember if, if Go I ahead. remember correctly, didn't Vlambeer get some of their titles copied because of their openness? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I heard about um, Luft Rifles. Yeah, got, got got yeah, it, it got ripped off, and yeah, I, that stuff. <clears throat> you know, I mean, uh, I, I've but again, that's just kind of what 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 they do, and uh, and it, and it works. It, even and you know. To their credit, uh, again, coming from my advertising background, it's like that's st- it was still ended up kind of being, you know, the fact that you and I both understand that story. And I think a lot of gaming, hardcore gamers have at least heard of that. It still kind of worked in their favor. I mean, I, I don't want anyone getting their, their source code or their idea stolen. But at the same time, it's like everyone kind of came out for them and said, this is bull crap. You know, don't steal these guys' game and things like that. So it all kind of worked out in the long run. But um yeah, like we we came out with our game on on early access, and we had always wanted to be like okay, monthly updates like uh, Prison Architect, and you know just these regular updates. And but again, it's not because we were like lying or like like oh we're gonna you know it was always like from a good place. But we sit there and be like ah the game just isn't ready, and if we put this out, it's not gonna be done. And we eventually we just set a date. We were like September seventeenth. This game is out on early access, and we did it, and it had a bunch of bugs. <laughs> and then, <laughs> shockingly, everyone's like, "This is this is this is half done. What are you doing?" You know, and it's like, and it's like, this is exactly what we thought would happen. But the the positive part of it is is what we we're starting to go. What we always it's forced us to do what we always really wanted to do, which is like weekly patches and monthly updates, and it's like tangible progress. And especially in our office, it's like, oh, okay, we got this done and this done, and we didn't start like, you know, going towards teleport, you know, teleporter polish or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. It's, I understand why it's a good thing, and I, I think we're starting to figure out our legs as a developer, who we kind of are. But you know, a lot of people would sit there and be like, "Oh my God, you took a bunch of money from Kickstarters, and to figure that out, that's a, an expensive lesson." It's like <laughs> I, I don't know how what else to tell you. It's, well, I mean, that's, that's just the that's, way we did it. That's a part of the risk, though, for kickstarting a project, right? I mean, it's not like you guys sat up there and said, "Oh yeah, we've created millions of games, and we know exactly how to do this." You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think feel like we ever um, misrepresented ourselves. I don't think, I I I think we've always had the Kickstarters because we've always felt extremely grateful for the opportunities that we've been given. So I don't think we've ever been. There's ever been. I I know for a fact there's never been malintent or anything like that. I understand there's been miscommunications, and I you know it, it's. 
when you're looking, like you just said, we've been talking about five years, there's, there's plenty of time for people to get confused and, and messages to get convoluted and things like that. But at the heart of it, it's always been about like making, you know, this is a cliche, but making a great game. So that's <laughs> really what we've always tried to do. It's like, let's make this exactly what we'd want it to be. Yep. Well, that's awesome, man. I, you sure. know, I, I appreciate your, your time and, and, your insight into the the craziness of a uh, game development it's it's not an easy thing um there's a there's an old quote that i always like bringing up there's a do you know a person by the name of gordon walton i don't so he's one of the uh three co-founders of what is it art and craft they're making a new uh mmo rpg <clears throat> um he has a long long uh bio history of they have my condolences yeah (laughs) and um he he said you must be certifiably insane to want to work in the games industry oh yeah it's it's not what you think like like so i always wanted to be a film director like i was like when i was a kid i was like oh i want to make movies like steven spielberg and as i got older i was like man that looks complicated that is just managing like a cinematographer and grips and all this stuff and the lighting and having made games i definitely say making games is literally the hardest thing i've ever done in my whole life it is so because you it's it's so much work to move one inch like it's probably closer to stop motion filmmaking where it's like it's like what what did you work on today it's like well we got the guy to sit wave hello (laughs) and it's like you worked you had four guys working all day and it's like yep that's basically all that happened today and it's and it's days sequence and then the next day it's like well it turns out that the lighting was wrong on the (laughs) scene so we got to go back and do it all and that's basically game development it's like you're it's a lot of work to move inches just inches and inches and inches so yeah i you do have to be insane. You have to be very, very insane to get into game development. I've, I've, I, I understand. I really do. Well, hey, man, I, uh, I know that you got to get back to it, and you gotta, you gotta get the, uh, the fingers back to typing in code. I do, I, you know, I, I really do appreciate you guys, uh, you, you taking the time out to, to have a chat with me. No problem. And um, we'll definitely be looking forward to more from War Balloon and, and Star Command Galaxies. If you want. Uh, Definitely give a plug to, to what what uh, websites that you want our listeners to go to. Sure. Um, the I, I think the best, StarCommandGalaxies.com is where uh, you can find out more information about the game. And then, honestly, just searching through Steam uh, over on Early Access, you can you can track the game down and all the uh, all the wonderful reviews and community hub stuff that we're doing right now that we're uh, that we're working on diligently. So yeah, feel free to check us out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Star Command Game. We have a pretty uh, pretty big following there and on Facebook. So sure, awesome. All right, well Jordan, thanks again. No problem at all. Thank yeah, you. Have a great one. You too. And now we're back, right? Great, great interview. Great stuff. Yeah, indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. So what do you have for us right now in, uh, in WTF novelty news? <laughs> WTF game moments. Um, so 
I Kotaku is a great place to find game news. It's also a great place to get grossed out. Um, Looking through their articles this week, it came across Rinse and Repeat. And those of you who are not familiar with this yet, um, I almost don't even want to tell you what it's about. I almost want to say just go ahead and give it a Google um, because this game is hilarious. Don't give it a Google at work. Don't yeah, don't not not say for work. Don't do that. That I mean, if nothing else, it's just going to weird out your coworkers. But uh, it is a game about a male locker room shower experience, and not you know immediately when you say that uh, it sounds sexual. I, it doesn't have to be sexual, although it's do sexual or not, it's creepy either way. It's creepy either way, and it's really just you as a floating hand washing men in the shower helping them get their abs clean um one of my one of my favorite lines <laughs> yo i can't reach my abs <laughs> yo. Like, i don't know i don't I mean, know how we've that all works. been there we've all had that problem yeah our abs gotta get people to come in and help us and record it and turn it into a game um naturally like that's just the natural train of thought so <laughs> It's got it's got some really cool uh, characteristics of that it re- really is like uh, you have to schedule your game time because um, the showers are only open at certain times, which is both funny and way too realistic for me wow. <laughs> again on the weirdness factor. And like, I don't want to see the same people in the weird shower game every time I go to play the shower game. Like, this is, guys, um, yeah, wow. and and... So if you, you know, if you get bored of running raids with your friends, you can schedule some shower time with your friends. Shower time with Not friends. Not weird at all. Shower time with friends. That's the sequel. You're welcome. <laughs> so now I, I got to say this. I have to bring this up. What would happen if I were to go and make a game called Rinse and Repeat and had females? It was a guy in a shower and a female were to come in naked and you had to, you had to give her the old, the old rinse and repeat. That that would be called porn. <laughs> well, be, yeah, that would be a game ad that I see on my uh, my side feed on Pirate Bay when I'm trying to just download the latest episode of True Detective, and I'm like, guys, I really don't want to play this weird game. But but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like because it's male on male showering. Um, <laughs> It's it's more of a weird factor than it is like an overtly sexual thing. Yeah. Like it's more just a like I I don't I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this. Where I guess like ladies in the shower, you already know you you have an idea of what they're already wanting you to feel, where they're wanting your mind to go. Yep. With the male on male shower game, I'm not sure. Um, and my little floating hand and I are, are going to find out. That's weird. That's weird. My, All of the statements for this game are weird. <laughs> my understanding when when two or more females are together by themselves, there's always a pillow fight. Yeah. So yeah. there's always a pillow fight and like And you guys yeah. move in slow motion. It's magical. But yeah. that's, you know, that's the way I figure it. There's but a lot it, of giggling and white cotton sheets involved like yeah. yeah. Every time. But no, it, but you you have to you have to say to yourself, like, I, I just know that if the very first version of this, if this was that way where it was a girl coming in, I believe there would be a lot more controversy yep. of, of, oh, we're, you know, we're sexualizing females. And it's, I don't know. I sit, I sit sort of in the space of everything is, 
everything is equally sexualized as far as men versus women. Be, we're sexual beings. That's the only way we can stay on the planet and exist as as a species. We have to do this. So, I don't know. I just it it just strikes me as funny. Like I I haven't seen much in the way of that, like people being offended or people being saying, you know, this is too sexual or this that or the other. But yep. who knows? Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. So to wrap things up, this again is our first run through of our podcast. Uh, to wrap things up, what was your most memorable thing that you did in gaming this week? Oh, Lord. Your most memorable experience. I don't know if I had a memorable experience this week. I, I had a memorable experience of being stumped on uh, what is it, Word Brain? That's like a it's it's like Boggle, but a little bit more straightforward. And yeah, I, I started it this week, and like the intro levels, there's four letters, and you're looking for a four letter word. And I was amazed that I had already gotten like stopped on one four letter word for more than ten seconds. Like I really had to pause and stare down and and think hard about how to make a four-letter word out of these letters, um, which was embarrassing. Maybe not memorable, but embarrassing. I was embarrassed <laughs> to myself. No one saw, so it didn't really happen, but I was definitely embarrassed. Nice. I think uh, one of my most embarrassing... Now I was going to try to say Embarrassing, embarrassing. moments. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, one of my most memorable experiences, uh, I, I'm going to have to revert back to, to Star Command, um, even though I've had a few go down in Battlefield. Um I was I was out exploring in Sarkoman Galaxies, went into this one sector, started a fight with this one ship. A second ship uh, warps in. All three of us are fighting in this just like battle royale. And you start getting this hectic... One of the things I didn't mention about Sarkoman Star Galaxies is that you not only have to manage your ship, but you have to manage your people as well. So it becomes this hectic uh, situation to where you're fighting two ships, you are making sure everybody is healthy, and then you're trying to warp the hell out of there. So I kill one of the ships. I know that I can't finish the third or the second ship. I warp out. This guy chase me down and finish the job. And I was like... This AI is just rude? Yeah. Add like, an insult to injury? It's like, you son of a gun. But it, it was great, though. It was a really, really cool uh, sweaty palms type situation and experience. So, really enjoyed that. Always looking for the sweaty palms experience, except in rinse and repeat. Except in rinse and repeat. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other experience. (laughs) It's a whole different kind of palm. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed the podcast. Um, Again, this is our first practice run through. Uh, We'll probably send this around to a few friends just to get their their uh, feedback on it. But again, this is Donald Harris and Rachel Meyer. We'll see you guys later. Bye.